Zone World. My guest this week is Seth on Gray Street, a tight MC, tight guy. Uh, we did this one long distance, and there's going to be something a little different this week. There was a section where we talked about three of his albums, and it got all staticky, and the, the sound was just destroyed from that segment. So... In lieu of that, we're going to take an intermission halfway through, and I'm going to play my favorite song from each of those three albums, and then we'll keep it moving. The artwork, as always, is by Mike Riley. Check him out at MikeRileyComics.com. And once again, we're being hosted by Splice Today. Check them out at SpliceToday.com. Let's Let's go go in. I moved to a small town, Farmington, New Hampshire, uh, when I was like four years old, maybe five, my sister was born. And uh, I feel like I do, because I, I lived in Massachusetts um, before that, like for a very brief time. But I feel like I remember like, like Dr. Dre, like, let me ride, like from, from back when I was in Massachusetts, which mm. would have been like very young, young age, you know, to be like, I guess, remembering that. But yeah, you know, then I moved to the small town and like probably like 5,000 people there, like pretty isolated, you know, you just like ride your bike or, but those kids in the neighborhood, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It was always just about music. My parents always playing music in the house, you know, records. My mom was into like more pop, like, you know, Madonna and, um, you know, Michael Jackson, obviously my dad was more the rock guy. He was all through the eras of music though. Cause he liked, you know, alternative music, like when Nirvana hit and all that. But, I just remember, yeah, just really like catching on to rap when I was about like nine, nine years old and begging for, for tapes, you know, cassette singles, like, you know, let me get this Snoop Dogg and, you know, this Busta Rhymes or whatever. And, you know, then a little older, <clears throat> I found, um, just by chance, I was just, you know, messing around with the FM and, uh, found like called the college radio hip hop show, uh, like every Wednesday. For what college? Uh, w, uh, UNH, University of New Hampshire. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Which is, you know, right, a town away from Dover now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it blew, I mean, I, I was, like, on to rap, and then just on the dial, hearing, like, this crazy, like, rugged sound, way more than I was used to, I would just, you know, really, like, caught my, caught my ear, and I remember hearing, like, like, later tribe, like, phony rappers. Yeah. One other like the early song that I, you know that I even heard on there, and I was like, whoa, you know, like I'm immediately just recording it, you know. Yeah, I remember you mentioning like over the years a lot of crazy like obscure rap groups and stuff. Like, I I can't even remember. Maybe we you were talking about that group like Clockworks or something like that. Clockworks, yep, yeah, from Connecticut. Hell yeah, hell yeah. I definitely was like a sponge to all that, like. Whatever I'm into, I just like sponge it as much as I can, and that came from like a super young age. Like, yeah, like I had to know what the song was called, what the group was, and I would listen, you know, to when the DJ came back on, and I would make tapes and label them, and 
I was definitely into like knowing all, you know, what everything was, like anything I could. And then it was like I'd read the source and it wasn't as easy as, you know, you just go on YouTube after you read the source and hear all these obscure songs. It was like you had to figure it out, you know, whether they were going to play it on the, you know, next week on the college radio or, you know, one of your homies or you see it, you know, you might. I mean, there was no record stores around, but, you know, the rare occasion that maybe i get to one and i see something because i remember buying like early like necro vinyls and like you know just like anything that was happening i just you know i just wanted to know as much as i could about it and was metal a thing for you from really early too <clears throat> not at all not at oh. all i hated it. I, I was like pretty much like fronting on like all other kinds of music until until about high school probably like sophomore year and like it was like hip-hop for me and then like a little bit of like r&b because that was really like this the direct branch off of hip-hop was like you know i liked 112 or like cheesy <laughs> yeah. you know r&b groups but but like the first non-hip-hop thing that i got into was like when the white stripes came out or like when the strokes came out like like i saw the strokes and i was like man they're like make, they're like making 60s music again you know like i yeah. didn't really get it but i, I definitely thought it was kind of cool and then I mean, I guess I probably always respected like Nirvana all along, though I don't, you know, not too hard into them. But like when the first like White Stripes songs hit, like they were like super like raw. People were like calling it like the second coming of like Nirvana or whatever. And uh, that was like my first like venturing off and like buying because I was always buying CDs. So, you know, then I'm buying garage rock, you know, trying trying that out. But metal was a little after that. My homie Kyle, uh, who was in tons of local bands. Uh, around here we went to high school together and you know i'd listen to like deftones or like rage against the machine or something like that but right. then like we uh there was a time when we worked together in the kitchen and he would show me like all these crazy metal like grindcore my first time hearing grindcore like good death metal like a cannibal corpse or something like you know he would just play all this for me and like i just it was just like hearing hip-hop for the first time again you know just like immediately grasped onto it you know, wanted to know everything about it I could. And I feel like, you know, I've put in just as much, you know, history and, and researching as I have in hip hop to metal because, you know, I do know a good amount about it. But yeah, metal was way later. Hip hop was like early, early life and, you know, metal. But now they they definitely play like a pretty equal part for me. Say as a maybe like early adopter of hip hop for like <clears throat> Farmington uh new hampshire like did you find other people that were into it or was it mainly like you just listen to the radio um there was other i had a very close friend my best friend at the time paul um he we would rap together he really it was more like i ended up writing lyrics for like four or five different people like the kids who liked rap and they just wanted to rap because i did i mean we're talking you know being like 13 14 years old and yeah. like these wanting anybody to just do it with you you know like there really wasn't anybody that i guess had the musical talent but you know we all there was people that like shared that you know that love of hip-hop and mm. i remember like you know trading cds like when i first got a like a cd player i remember like because i had tons of tapes but i, I forget i might have traded something and i got, ended up getting a far side lab cabin california that was like the my first on cd format you know <clears throat> the thing that i owned but um 
so yeah there was i mean there, there definitely was love of hip-hop i mean this was like 96 i mean it was like the yeah. best year for hip-hop the best years like that i think there was you know like everybody was hot everybody's putting out albums that was awesome like big pun was like coming out and like you know you had nas and wu-tang and everything and so yeah i mean it was big it was big in in farmington even in a small town you know yeah. definitely like the clothes the culture wearing big jerseys and boss jeans and you know what i mean like really like being hip-hop like to the max it really really was like that yeah like when did you start like playing shows <laughs> and stuff like that um i remember like one of the real first times i ever performed in front of people um was at a school dance i think it was like maybe like 11 something like that it might have been before i started like writing rhymes but mm-hmm. i did a, i got up and did like basically karaoke with my homeboy we did a couple notorious big songs oh that's what's up and i totally like just owned it you know what i mean it was yeah. like I, I want i asked to do it i wanted to do it like thinking back now it's kind of like you know weird having that kind of urge or whatever but so from there it was like <clears throat> um remember an important thing was we got into my uh my one of my close friends his brother was in high school and uh, we got into his cassette his tape collection and um he had a lot of really you know like the first time i heard the alcoholics um he also had spice one yeah. which i thought was crazy and awesome and it was honestly after listening to the spice one joint um was like when i went home and that was when i wrote my first rhyme like it, you know i wasn't trying to be spice one it was just happened like that but it was like you know i had been into rap so much and you know just listening to like just this very it seemed like it was his own like pers- very personal um you know statement or whatever and uh so i was like yeah you know i mean I'll, I'll go try that you know yeah so, so i wrote you know rhymes and i was like super young um and you know just notebooks and notebooks and um but the first time, like, you know, performing, performing, um, I was pretty young. I mean, uh, probably about 16, 17 was one of those shows I remember was uh, my boy Def Rock. He had a thing, Hip Hop in the Park. Mm. And uh, me and a couple homies of mine, Curse Blies, uh, I believe was in that group. Uh, actually, it might not have been. It was like Eddie Poetic and my uh, my friend Brandon at the time. And... Um, yeah, so, you know, it was really through Def Rock was the early things. You know, I would carry records for him, go to clubs, you know, 21 plus clubs even. And they would, you know, kind of sneak me in because I, you know, carried records. And then end of the night, they'd open the mics up and then I would get on and I'd do like a verse. I'd do, always do a written, you know, I didn't freestyle at the time. Yeah. And, um, you know, just get like my little shine. So like any times that I could back then, like even, you know, well before I was old enough to, you know, get booked at a bar, like I was still just like, anything like that. i remember there was one in hampton beach there was a um talent show whatever my friends were break dancing. i think i'd even did a little i i, I might not have even rapped that time it was just break dancing you know what i mean like mm. like anything with hip-hop like because i remember we had a uh, under 21 clubs like like 13 to 17 year old like dance clubs when i was when i was younger oh yeah and we had break dancers there and you know i would like you know just to learn the basics of breaking and um so yeah i mean it was just always it's always been that constant and you know just doing what i can then and then of course that just transitioned into when i was old enough to be booked you know when i'm 21 and older and you know just went from there and i mean just ever since i've always kind of you know had at least something going on and how did you get to dover um well i went to farmington all the way up until 
um, freshman year of high school, I went to to Farmington one quarter of my freshman year. And um, it was like troubles at home type thing. My parents had gotten divorced. And, um, you know, selfish me. I wanted to go uh, live with my dad. My mom was like, you know, no. My dad lived in Dover. So, um, okay. yeah, eventually I got my way. So then I came to, you know, Big Bad Dover. And it was, you know, the school at least was th- had three times the people that Farmington High School did. So, I mean, it was like a pretty, pretty good shock. You know what I mean? And, um, but I definitely can tell you that, you know, being in a bigger place with more people, more culture, uh, you know, the rap thing definitely did help me, you know, like I rapped at parties. I, you know, everybody knew me as the kid who rapped for sure. Like Mm. that was always, always a thing. I think it's pretty interesting. Like how we were talking about last time I was up there, how it's a pretty small town, relatively speaking, but it's like really significant as far as, the arts you know yeah no i mean it, it's it's true it's more you know it's a downtown type community um you know we had it going with the hip-hop for a while but just arts in general yeah i mean it's just you know any any given night whether it's you know dover or even just jump on over to portsmouth and you know you can have plenty of entertainment i mean yeah it is kind of weird you know it's it's at just a little seacoast town i mean it's not you know not as cool or as i guess developed as like a portsmouth but it just has its you know has its way and i mean like i'd say you know more like six seven eight years ago we were you know doing lots of big cool names in hip-hop you know in dover like you know like your vast airs or mr Lev and like open for the artifacts in Dover. like we you know weird things are always you know happening and yeah but you know dover is still a very musical place hip-hop it's a little more limited these days but like you know if me and i9 want to get something together at the brick house you know once every however many months like people will show up you know what i mean right. it's, it's like more of an exclusive thing and you know it just came from having all of our friends there to our friends being older so you're cycling into these new crowds and you know trying to please these new crowds so you know things just are always always becoming different yeah i thought the fly rock situation was like really interesting just from as an outsider like coming up that there was this like label up there again in a really small area that is like super active and seeming to do a lot at the time you know what i mean yeah i mean and i mean i'll be honest in a lot of ways i felt like an outsider of two fly rock a lot of the times like i wasn't involved in a lot of the some of the stuff that they did but i mean it was definitely like a thrill for sure i mean kind of just like did come out of nowhere and i mean you know i'm sure mike or me you know we thought well yeah i mean it makes sense for them to want to to want to fuck with us you know what i mean like you know we have a lot to say we know a lot of musical people you know what i mean like you know, you had, like, the If and Life, like, totally uh, reinventing their sound and, like, you know, recording there. I thought I thought that was, you know, really cool. And, um, I mean, it was just, you know, tough, tough thing from the beginning, I guess, from a business standpoint, I would assume, to, you know, keep that afloat. Totally. But it definitely, you know, 
definitely banded a lot of people together and it definitely made some lifelong friends that's for sure like you know like like ali and like all the people that just supported like were around all the time i mean those are like you won't you don't forget those people you know oh yeah so how did human speakers start um human speakers is like like when i first heard i9 like i was pretty young i mean i might have been like 20 or even maybe a little younger than that and Mm -hmm. it was myspace and i in my mind i was thinking i was the only rap thing around you know doing it like me like doing it hard doing this like you know underground sound whatever and then i hear i9 and you know it just kind of it blew my mind i mean i'll be honest i was just like this guy's from around here you know, and I'm thinking, yeah. what does what does he look like? First of all, you know the way he sounds, and but I'm like, you know, I almost felt threatened. I think, like, you know, just hearing him, not knowing him or anything. Um, you know, I thought this kid's, you know, maybe he's the maybe he's the best around. And then, um, I don't know. I think we just, you know, connected through through like MySpace, and then you know, I do remember that we started playing shows together. Much in the same way I did, used to do with Outright, like it was. I think I met Outright. I think I met Outright first, mm-hmm. and um, so we started kind of rocking together. So it's like, oh, you get a show, like we're doing the set together. We're just we'll just put both our names on the bill. So like I right. think I started doing that with I Nine. Anything he would get, you know, I'd tag along, and you know, vice versa. And um, yeah, then we just, you know, and just through that, it was, hey, you know, you want to try to write a song together, and then, you know, we we need a name, and you know, I made up the human speaker's name. I, you know, I love making, I love making names and naming records and stuff like that. And when did you first play outside of like New Hampshire? First time getting outside of New Hampshire was was definitely through Leo, like um i think that was you know another myspace thing it was like you know you're you could search for artists in your area you know yeah and so i probably stumbled across bos or something and was definitely probably you know scared by leo <laughs> and what in his style and you know what he was doing um <clears throat> i'm trying to think who broke me into like the alehouse but somehow i ended up on a show at the alehouse um and then you know it started that whole thing where you know i was going down there on like a monthly basis and you know getting them up here which was awesome and it was the first time i saw salty um and you know met like short rock and like yeah you know a lot of like awesome awesome dudes and like but like yeah in between all that time was you know me finding out about homeless and you know somehow meeting homeless which I don't know if that could have been through like Brizzo, but uh, but just meeting homeless that that brought me you know further because that was like my first like touring experience. It was me and Outright and homeless and uh, a DJ from New York and um, homeless lived in North Carolina then Greenville. Oh yeah, and uh, you know we played at the beer spot there. And, uh, so it was, we, me and outright, I had just had got my first like decent car and, you know, don't know shit about the, about the road. Like the, you know, I'm like, Oh, I'll, I'll drive a tour. I don't care. Right. Right. So, you know, homeless, uh, homeless got us down with him. And so we went to North Carolina, picked him up, you know, played a show out there. Um, then we did Baltimore. I'm, I'm pretty sure that was next. We did the Barclay uh, house. Oh, that's right. 
um, which was one of my probably favorite shows ever. It was just all brutal metal bands like black metal and like, you know, like hardcore and crust, whatever. And then like us, which was just awesome. And everybody dug it and it was cool and, you know, pretty hard, uh, hard area and everything. Um, but then it was like, didn't make any sense. We just like drove out to like Ohio, like every drive was just like forever. Right. Um, <laughs> drove like, you know, forever to Ohio. Um, and you know we kicked it around his spot. We stayed at the at the in Ohio at the Tally Hotel, the most <laughs> oh my god, the most semen stained hotel where like prostitutes get killed. Like it was the worst, right the worst hotel I've ever stayed in. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know we did Chicago that run. We did make it out to like um, like Green Bay, I believe. Uh, we came back and played another show in um, in Illinois, and then like another show in Ohio. Played, I think it was Kent. Um, Ohio, but um, yeah, it was a it was a interesting uh, interesting run. I mean, it definitely <laughs> definitely was chaotic as hell, and like that like awesome like first disorganized like tour that you that you need to get those those crazy stories, you know? Yeah. And what did you think about it? Like, how did you feel doing it? It was just absolutely, you know, amazing. I felt like it was, you know, it was, it was for me through all the the chaos and like probably what people would consider, you know, very like, you know, a lot of discomfort as far as, you know, just arrangements and the whole logistics. Like, I just thought it was an absolute blast. Like, I was just, you know, I was just an animal, like early 20s and like, you know, this is what being a rapper is. Like, you know, just, just wiling out and, uh, you know, homeless. He's a you know quite a, an eccentric uh, individual. So I mean, he was just you know just kept it kept it going. You know, it's, I have nothing but uh, but good things to say about it. it was, yeah. You know, it was that stuff you need. Uh, you know, as an artist. All right. So let's get into these songs. Uh, we talked about the album "Sorry for Rapping," which is a favorite of mine, and he was saying was kind of like his first official debut uh less of a mixtape and more of a real album and this is my favorite track from it where's all the party people the remix Squeeze it out, fresh juice, straight from the bedroom. Escape is when I let loose, give me some headroom. Corn maze thoughts wander into different corridors. Piece something together to capture what the aura was. Scoogle boys, school portrait lasers, the backdrop. Trade you for a cup of pudding, lunch with the fast talk. Trapper keeper, flashy sneaker, always speaking out in turn. Pleasure leaders, so far from what I'm now concerned. I snap out the days of after school snacks. Loosen up my straps, ready with the flashy cool raps. Impressive as a bend on the rules, set precedent. Reppin' this, genuinely do attempt anything. I fished him a pickup with two bitches in back. Type to wear sweet pants for written the cracks. I'm not in it for stats, all for digital crash. I'm analog, like the ones who invented the crack. You're not bad meaning good, but bad meaning bad. Don't pass me that trash if you ask me at last. Sit back and let myself catch me right in a different joint. I'll be your bailout from the ones that steady disappoint. With all the party people, there's not enough party people anymore. Don't wanna stop seeing the old way you're thinking. With all the party people, the party people left, but never had a reason. By now, you better get with the profile. You know the whole style, so sweet, let's go now. We'll make a miracle better than purely sexual I'll make a meal for you comfortable on my sectional I'm like a really poppin' monster truck, I'm radical Revin' the most since I was modified for nationals Crashing through your scrap metal world, leave holes like ribbons 
encourage you to reach for the stars that don't inhibit. My tone's kicking with your girl, then she dicks it, sitting, rubbing their legs like a cricket. I dip dive, socialize, it should be no surprise. You don't know my rhymes, but still quote the line. I cross border lines like Madonna. I get into the group and stay true like it's a code of honor. Dedicated to legacy of the party goer. We can dance together, though I hardly know ya. Throw a lighter before the phone's illuminated. When the final record was where the tunes escaped from. Bell bottoms and rappers dressing like punk rockers. You who bottles in the Superman lunchboxes. I span generations, even ones I didn't live in. I know that people always see me as a little different. Long winded, I kick it, they come to boss to see me. So I wrote this simply for all the party people. With all the party people, there's not enough party people anymore. Don't wanna stop seeing the old thinking, thinking. With all the party people, the party people left, but never had a reason. With all the party people, there's not enough party people anymore. Don't wanna stop seeing the old thinking, thinking. With all the party people, the party people left, but never had a reason. With all the party people, 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 broadcasting the state of things. This party's my favorite scene. Exposed to my naked eye, the best way to make it fly. Big Daddy Kane, Bobby Brown, rock the candy girls from your town. Then I'm gone to the next show. Give me a shout and come check it, yo. Always get the good reviews when I wear my dancing shoes. Every song the man improves. Do things you can't manage to. Love for music every day. Diverse with my party ways. My kind of people never die. Let me live and I'll testify. Testify. Okay, this is from his album, A Better View of Everything, which is a collaboration with a Japanese producer called Timo. And this is the closing track and also the title track. So let's have a look at nihilism and see if we can't tease some substance out of these guts. Traditional values and beliefs are unfounded, and that existence is senseless and useless. Destruction of the social system for its own sake, or the delusion that things, or everything, including the self, does not or do not exist. A sense that everything is unreal. unreal, unreal. I am untrusting, rivaled by nothing. How high am I forced to climb ascended to those rough breaks? Pretending that those daily things you're forced to do define you. Eroded by the turning tides, now you don't have the mind to survey all the perpetrators, spotlighting the crimes. Pull, tug the precious rings as we're unwinding the mindful. Fuck everything. Say it one time so the child knows what I'm handing down more valuable than wearing my clothes. Knowledge be your comfort, lay my head on selective thoughts. You had left your heart on the ground, it collected moss. Then I brushed it off to be placed in the rightful spot. Circumstance would happen, what I load is what you like a lot. Cover up your ego while I unload this one spiteful shot. I control the people till they grow to fear me like a god. Before death, I reveal idea of afterlife is fraud. Spirit lips no further reality you can like or not. Recite the plot, I happily spoil the end of this. It's not a revelation, and it didn't start with Genesis. Maybe from a Sega and a couple friends and fellowships, but never from a book and a concept of what heaven is. Shedding skin for a better view of everything. Add your two cents when your life isn't worth treasuring. Watching humans nose dive, where I get my pleasure from. Pleasant backslide when you thought you were the clever one. Being elite is hard, but still better than everyone whose idea of life consumed, breathe, decline, and then it's done. I'm stepping up with a hammer so all the heads get wrong. The dormant trace of all motivation is finally 
getting up Stretching legs after 20 years of rest in bed Thinking health instead, your idea should be the pleasure's dead America, buzzed off caffeine and bath salts Salute the faceless corpse who's now a relic in the asphalt This neither stylish with some even deemed childish But my smile comes as the many bodies are piled up Keep living, keep dying, relish the cycle Every time I open my mouth, I tell a survival This year is the last year ever, ever. Fears realize it's a blast from the present This year is the last year ever, ever. Fears realize it's a blast from the present This year is the last year ever, ever. Fears realize it's a blast from the present This year is the last year ever, ever. Fears realize it's a blast from the present Last, we're going to do a track from his new album, Paisley Everywhere. What he was saying is that it's kind of a more mature, balanced approach to making music, because he's just more of a mature, balanced dude, which I agree with, and I can hear in the music, and I also think it's like, there's this like warmth to it, which wasn't there before. And another thing that's cool about this album is it's all these unlikely samples. Um, It's samples from well-known songs that we've all heard many times, but somehow no one has sampled. And it really brings a unique vibe to everything, in my opinion. If it's too 
rate at a splash of cover Nothing in our pockets but we have each other I go on living, experience it, write it down and hope you get it Peer into the past at your old school image Look at your life now, there's so few in it Solitary symptoms, everybody's gonna feel only sometimes Caught in the dark, wishing for the sunshine More than can be conveyed in just one rhyme Addicted to the feeling I get when I'm on mics Nevertheless, as the years elapse Now residing on Ray Street, paying property tax A sloppy verse from a glass of whiskey Pouring over ice on a night to live free One message I gather with some effort From your summer tank, time to fall sweatshirt Expose your feelings, it's so appealing Got a lot of issues, but you know I'm dealing ever find now that you have this like more mature these and your shit is refined and and I think more unique do you ever find it's it's hard to be in hip hop and be like that yeah i mean well especially just to what the times are are have turned into or are turning into in hip hop it's like there is really, you know, there is like no like, like, cause hip hop on the radio before, like when I was growing up, like it could help you, you know what I mean? Like it could like make your life better. Like there was those like, you know, artists that were crossover that were like dope MCs and they brought the, that dope MC skill to like these song concepts that were like on the radio. But I mean, you know, on the radio, I, I honestly love radio music. I do. And I like some like new rap, but like the ideals that I'm a part of, like, you know, the old, like lyricism and emceeing and all that. It's like, it's being looked at as like kind of weird by a lot, like the, you know, maybe the majority. Right. Like right. they're not really feeling that. Like, like, I mean, I'm hearing like about like Kendrick Lamar, like people walking out when he plays after future, like, like crazy things. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like what I think is one of the only like, mainstream artists like spreading hip-hop knowledge and people are like ah oh, we don't want to hear that you know even on that grand scale the, the best one there is they don't even want to hear so it's like you know it's hard for someone who's true to to lyricism these days um you know like but there it won't die though you know what i'm saying it won't right. ever it won't ever die like and and you just give it time eventually i do think that you know, hip hop could flip back around where, you know, some kind of like organic type groups are getting played, you know, on like mainstream level. Yeah. But I mean, I love the challenge of connecting to young crowds. I play on the fact that I am older. I would joke about it, you know, maybe in a freestyle or something. And um, so, I mean, I think it's a good challenge. And I don't think people should be like mad, like, Oh, people, you know, mad about that. People, uh, there's people that don't care about real lyricism. They just, you know, want to hear people saying something fancy over a beat. You know what I'm saying? Like they just want to hear something that's easy to to dance to or whatever. Like I don't think any of that's wrong. I think it's just a good challenge. Like show people what you know new good lyricism is about. You know, right. like 
just all about like you know and if you you know i if all i would really want to be called is unique you know like hey you have your own thing going you know what i mean right. like if i do and you know i'm obviously influenced by certain people or whatever and i'm just like mixing that into you know into my life and you know doing it how i do it and like that's all the people that i respect the most you know the ones though they, they do that you know yeah i i mean i feel this for myself and i i've wondered before if you feel it as well like i feel like i have a hard time fitting in even with like the lyrical underground hip-hop kind of crowd you know but do, do you feel like you fit in there yeah, I mean, I think people, <clears throat> you know, look at me as a good lyricist, I guess, like, whether it's, you know, a good verse I did, or, I mean, I guess maybe, like, my songs now aren't really about, you know, lyrical feats, you know what I mean, right, like, right. flipping it, like, maybe they used to be, but I think if people hear me freestyle, you know, they understand me more as a lyricist, but I think with you, like, <clears throat> you just have the charm and like the genuine feel that just like gets you over like every time like when i like first heard you i was like is this guy like huge like 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 big like big time like big time you know what i mean like i was like how is this dude like not famous like it was hard for me to believe you know that something so unique like it was unique to me it was like garage rap you know what i mean like something like first you know hearing it from like colin when i met him you know yeah it was like you know it, I don't know, just, it, it's definitely something that's, like, special, you know, so, oh, thanks, I think that's how you get by, and then, you know, maybe watch your set, you'll obviously know that you're really into, like, you know, the real good, you know, the truest hip-hop, you know, where it comes from. And, right, right. But, yeah. like, that's for me, you know, as a New Hampshire guy, you know what I mean, like, I guess I don't, you know, you're, I, I mean, it's hard for me to know, like, if you're, like, repping Baltimore, I don't really know, like, Baltimore, like, sound, you know what I mean, a, a ton, you know? Yeah, yeah. To me, it's like, that's a, you know, you just, I don't know, you just said something like nobody else. Oh, thanks, man. Well, one thing I forgot to touch on was that um, tour you did with Codependence. Yeah. Which I think is super interesting will you like break that down a little bit for people yeah yeah that was um connected through ordeal um you know nick oliver you know now who's now booking all these great tours in yeah. indie hip-hop um i think he was maybe i think maybe he was supposed to go on it and you know he didn't end up going on it um but it was um you know errol hem who was um previously uh smash moody out of um chicago but he went, you know, changed his name to Errol Hem, kind of got on that some more, you know, um, you know, introspective type hip hop. Yeah. Um, and this other cat, Milky Way, um, who I believe, you know, kind of was just more starting out at the time. And uh, and Codependence, who were like a super young, you know, young group from Montana, um, yeah. from Missoula. And um, so, yeah, I was booked by, you know, Ordeal. And then he did end up going. But I, you know, I was obviously committed and I had never met any of them. And Nick, you know, then now Nick wasn't going, so I was just uh, basically I took a flight to to Seattle and you know hopped in a car with with people I didn't even know, and um, I mean it was you know immediate uh, bond there for sure, and you know seeing Montana for the first time and you know driving through the Dakotas and all that, and 
you know, the shows were, were definitely super live. Like, um, I was the oldest one on the tour, you know, which is, uh, you know, it's its own kind of feeling, I guess, which is funny. Yeah. And, um, but you know, I definitely had some of the, you know, some of the tour miles and I mean, I don't think any of those guys had done really, you know, any super like long, you know, over the road type things. So, um, yeah, no, it was great. You know, met awesome people, like bonded just, you know, just the random people I was talking to, you know, like outside in like Chicago or whatever, like, um, was great. You know, we did quad city, played the quad cities uh, in Iowa. Uh, we did Minneapolis, Milwaukee. Um, so yeah, no, that was a very, you know, very well, well run thing. And, you know, for young kids, they're definitely like, you know, mature enough and still get crazy live and, you know, it was, it just, you know, that's the type of thing that keep me feeling young, you know? Yeah. It's really interesting to me, like, because, I mean, I, I've met some of those guys since then, but at the time, I didn't necessarily know that there was anything like that going on in, like, Montana or places right. like that. And, and it's like, I think it's interesting how, like, you might be, at that time, you know, one of the only people from not from that area, like getting to see that kind of stuff. Yeah. And like, I think that was when I went with them, that was like their first tour. And like, yeah. since then, like they've been like the like ambassador for Montana hip hop. Like yeah. now it's, you know, where I will open for whatever big group comes through around here. Like they're doing the same, even like the same tours, like, like they're, you know, like, yeah, they've just been like the go-to, you know, for that whole area. Yeah. Um, and that's just through their work. I mean, like, like that, like Shadow, like he just, you know, I know he puts a lot of work in with beats, you know, and like any of those guys, they can do solo tracks, you know, make a solo album and do all this group stuff, and like, you know, it's just awesome. There's just so many pieces to it out there, and yeah, I mean, it's, they're super lucky, and you know, they may whether they realize it or not, it's like that stuff you gotta like hold on to because like nobody having that with like four or five six people you know what i mean that are all for one cause like that and like so they came out to see you right like when you came when you played or you played with them yeah they played the round robin date oh sweet you know what i'm saying like yeah, yeah like stuff like that and like um even like like crunkwich i just saw them and they were like oh your your boy from from montana came out to our show like you know probably just off me being like yo crunkwich is so awesome like you know anybody should check them out and like yeah. dude went out and like met them and like you know like name dropped me like you know what i mean it's just like that's the whole circle of it all you know like working in in your art you know making music playing shows and like you know just supporting anything that's that's cool i mean uh, a lot of artists probably you know they do stay home a lot but i still go to a lot of shows you know yeah i i know you said you're kind of chilling right now but what do you got planned out for the future like music wise yeah um really not much it's like i feel like you know i'm thankful to like have that that grip on it where i'm making quality quality rhymes quality verses you know what i mean like that's what it comes down to to me i guess is being able to like try a new thing in rhyme and you know still keeping that like level of quality that i want um I really do want to focus on, you know, the human speakers thing. Um, we actually have a few beats like that we've, you know, collected recently um, from even like a pretty exciting name. I guess I won't say now, but um, 
yeah i just really want to like make something I, I don't think that i've like made my like best thing for new hampshire hip-hop yet you know mm, mm. like whether it's me and mike finally doing this record or maybe during that time i'll i'll you know catch some uh, inspiration and you know start making tracks again but um i'll probably go back and start working with beat tooth again um you know he's always done great for me and i feel like we could maybe even collaborate a little more on beats like you know maybe i'll like play some parts or um i really kind of wanted to go a little more like rugged type sound like you know i know like noise rap kind of thing is hitting which i'm not even really like up on my noise rap but you know just something a little kind of like abrasive not maybe a little metal sounding you know what i mean yeah um just in kind of like that dissonance um but yeah you know like doing um features i just did one uh, two-story uh released his record we did a video actually um over the summer i did a couple videos over the summer one with um two-story and one with ill by instinct um so you know just like whatever just still showing people that like it's like you have to have the time to put into it as well so you know you like you need to be able to like you know maybe go out on a wednesday or a thursday just to go show your face um you know to be around the the community and the scene just to like help you because that's what's helped me through the years like i always stay booked but it's like just from those like good relationships and like that rapport like that's so important oh yeah totally and a lot of people are like you know i'm such a good rapper i'm this and that they put songs online and whatnot but it's like you gotta go where all the people are like to me like my hip-hop fantasy was like the place where you just walk out and people are just ciphering everywhere you know what i mean like yeah to me that doesn't really exist or never really did in my life you know because i'm from i'm from new hampshire but like you know when i go to rap night now and like people are ciphering together like after the the cipher on the stage they go outside and they rap more like like that's you know like that's what it is it's like you need to like find that you know what i mean that's only going to help you like as an mc you know if that's what mm -hmm. you're trying to do is you know be a good mc but you know, I love, like, young kids that, like, put freestyle videos up now, like, because, you know, we didn't have that, but that's, like, a, I guess kind of a, you know, a way to still keep that, that vibe, you know, like, yo, here's me freestyling today, like, whatever, you know what I mean? I, I like, I like that spirit, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, it still needs to, it, you know, it'll always be, it'll always be going on, but I just think that's important to, like, you know, these people that want to be doing stuff on any level. Like, yeah gotta put that you know the time in to show your face you know show show support to something yeah and i don't know that leads me to something else which i don't know if it's relevant or not but just thinking about you know you thinking about this new human speaker stuff what's it like i guess with i9 like for those that might not know he was um kind of put down with this like woo stuff Mm -hmm. A few years ago, like he he toured with was it was it with RZA for the RZA, RZA for the uh, Man with the Iron Fist movie tour. That's right, that's right. So he, and, you know he he did that run, and his album was like you know on uh, Wu Tang management. So you know he gets the logo, the Wu, the you know the W on the on the back of the record and everything, and yeah. you know that that support. Do you feel like I don't know? It's just interesting, like someone going out and like kind of seeing these other levels of like the rap business or something and then it's like you've you've changed a lot and your music's progressed a lot do you do you kind of feel like coming together it's going to be some like whole other shit i i think there's that potential's there i mean yeah. like he's 
far as New Hampshire, like he is the MC that's the most like me. Like, you know, in the in the writing, like just like where we're always try- pushing forward, you know, with the writing, you know, like that's yeah. you can obviously, you know, I respect his writing He's like a tremendous writer. And but like I love, you know, when we let each other in, you know, break down that wall and like, hey, does this rhyme sound good with this? Like, that's like my favorite part of that process is like, you know, two really good minds for it. Um, all both pitching in for one, you know, one cause like, yeah. You know, like I'll, you know, like I'll, you know, like yo, help me with this rhyme. You know what I mean? Like, um, I mean, you know, I I know him, you know, person on a very personal level, um, but it's funny because yeah, people would say you know I nine does maybe the most you know now of any like you know recent New Hampshire hip hop head or whatever, but you know that doesn't mean it's like you know lavish or anything. You know, it's yeah. It's, you know, it's still a lot of work and stress and living, uh, you know, it's like some people's music, a lot of people's music is so good because their shit's so chaotic, you know what I mean? Like, they're just, they're expressing that, like, chaos of life, you know? Yeah. And I think that's what people like about his music and that it's, you know, the be- the best songs that he has are, like, real, like, statements that anybody could get down on if you're, like, you know struggling you know if you're like fucking getting by like you know so i mean yeah i think that i think that like when we make music together it's like neither of our music which i think is another cool thing you know it yeah. doesn't sound like anai's music because you know he has his own beats that he likes to use and i do as well but we pick ones that we both like you know like yeah and you know i just yeah i mean i do see a lot of a lot of potential in it i mean I mean, I'm, I, yeah, I love trying. I mean, you know, I, he's known as a fast rapper, I-9 is, so, you know, like, but but in the beginning, it was the shock of, you know, he's rapping just regular speed with me, you know, it was like, we're doing, all, but then, like, then I'll flip it, and I'll do some fast stuff, and, like, you know, obviously, like, on this new thing, like, we're gonna do a fast song, like, we're gonna do, you know, we're gonna try, like, all those things that we probably, you know, maybe wouldn't try on yeah. our own, you know? Oh, I'm I'm excited to hear it, man. Yeah, well, he just got off tour, you know, he just did a whole a whole month, and, you know, like, who better to fucking, you know, actually really man up and, you know, get on the road for a month and represent New Hampshire, you know, yeah. New England, like, there's, there isn't anyone better to do it, you know, and, um, like me, you know, <clears throat> taking it easy, I invest a lot of my time into, you know, going to wrestling shows and, you know, following just new, uh, passions that I have, but, um, you know, I've been saying it, I, you know, I feel like I have, you know, one more, one more tour in me, you know, maybe finish like a little EP or something and, you know, do a little run. And if I tour again, I want it, I want it to be taking someone new who's never been on tour. Right. You right. know, like maybe do a human speakers tour and then bring someone else. I mean, it's either going to be yeah, me bringing someone else or, you know, giving human speakers like a good run, giving, you know, that group it's due and, you know, really presenting it. But, um, you know, I'd love to, I'd love to feel the thrill again. You know, I know I'm a good road dog and, you know, I've rolled with enough, enough different kinds of people, you know, to, to, you know, to love it and want to do it again. I know, you know, you, you do, you get your definite fair share in of, uh, of being on the road. And yeah. Totally. I applaud you for that. Oh, thanks. Man. Well, thanks a lot, man. Yeah. No, thank you, man. I appreciate it. All right. That's it. Thank you once again to Seth. See you next week.